Hello and welcome to Irrationally Rational, the podcast where there is no true concept of right or wrong. Together, let us explore fascinating topics with the intent of exploring the rationalities that lie within the irrational. The goal of this podcast is not to be right or wrong, but to instead explore topics and see what can happen. This is the Irrationally Rational Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss how artificial intelligence symbiosis is literally the future and it needs to be taken much more seriously than we currently think. Well, let me clarify here, the majority of us probably think. So a little bit about me. Um, this is another podcast where I have a bit of a unique situation because I'm an IT, I'm a systems administrator, I've been a sysadmin now for going on four years. And I've been an IT professionally for about 10 years. And as a disclaimer, I am not a programmer. I do not have any Python or Java experience yet. I do plan down the road to formally start introducing myself to AI, the wonderful world of Python, because I clearly see Python and cloud AI in general is really where the future is headed. And for a very, 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 very good reasons. So let me go ahead and start by stating why this is going to happen. And let's start from the very beginning. So just to make sure we're on the same page, symbiosis is a combination of some kind. And as a matter of fact, I don't want to miss a misdefinition here. So again, just pulling up a very quick definition from sciencedirect.com. AI symbiosis means interaction between human and AI can make both parties smarter over time. Most, most AI algorithms can learn and accelerate their utility with more exposure to data and interaction with human partners. So I've had the pleasure of seeing a little bit of AI and seeing how it works. And uh, I want you guys to understand that currently where we are with our AI is you can program artificial intelligence through deep learning to learn a specific sequence over time. That is where we're currently at. So don't think that we're anywhere near, you know, Skynet or, you know, Terminator movies or anything like that. No, it's probably anywhere from like 100 years-ish before AI would be at that level where they could just truly, genuinely think for itself. That being said, the reason this is going to happen, and it is not an if, it is a must, is because we've already began to see in the tech world how automation in general has changed the efficiency and the productivity of everything that we do and operate in IT. So, for example, um, in the last, I want to say, maybe even five or six years ago, when I worked in IT, a lot of the work that we did was very manual labored. So we would do backup tapes, we would go ahead and manually move all this equipment, and we would manually go into, say, Active Directory. That's a directory where you could go ahead and, and declare users, declare computer objects, make updates there, etc. And what we began realizing over time is, why are we doing this manually? This is stupid. So we began introducing more automated tools, and we began introducing 
more different types of technologies that allowed us from having to do all the physical work, aka in many instances, the clicking. And that's one of the biggest reasons why, not necessarily clicking, but this is one of the biggest reasons why cloud infrastructure has really taken off is because instead of having to do all these expenses where you have to host your own data center, aka a large facility and room where you have multiple servers that run 24-7 literally, instead of having to do all this expenses locally on-premises, bigger companies like Google and Microsoft who hoard all this space, it's an Amazon, you can literally just run out space from them and right off the bat your ability to scale is tremendous as scaling as in to just expand right away and you don't have to worry about all these you know little things and the reason I'm mentioning cloud is because it's very easy to rent a little bit of cloud infrastructure host whatever environment you want whether it's a platform whether it's an infrastructure or literally just software that happens to have an emulator and you can just go ahead and put in whatever programming language you want all of these things are very easily done via cloud and artificial intelligence is directly tied to cloud so quick side note investing wise if you want a reason to look for a good long-term investment investment tech is definitely the way to go tech is literally the future it's not going anywhere anywhere anytime soon anyways back to uh, ai and symbiosis so as i've already explained a little bit how we went my tech really began to migrate away from physical task over to more cloud-based infrastructure and automation the next step to that is implementing artificial intelligence as much as you can so we can begin removing the human element. And I must say, from what I've seen so far, it's the progress we've made is astounding. So working as a systems administrator, I've worked with all different kinds of quote unquote IT professionals. And uh, what astounds me is certain humans, especially in the introduction, stuff that I would consider extremely easy concepts, some people just can't, generally cannot figure it out. Whether it's traumas, whether it's mental barriers, some people just can't do it. They they cannot begin to understand very simple uh, IT concepts from, say, systems administrator level. So when you introduce automation, you don't worry. You don't have to worry about a human having to, you know, make a mistake because it's all it is is a, it's hardware. It's hardware and it's software and it's doing a certain process over and over and over again. But even then, the thing with certain pieces of automation is you can only do so much. So when you introduce artificial intelligence and you start introducing deep machine learning, you can do a lot more than just the one or two functions that you originally programmed it to do. And now that's where things get very dangerous. So bottlenecks. Uh, and when we talk about bottlenecks, humans are a giant bottleneck that are in the way. Well, let me clarify here. Certain humans are definitely a bottleneck that are in the way when it comes to maximizing efficiency. And IT managers, vice presidents, CIOs recognize this, which is why the push for automation is really, really kicked off in the last, say, decade or so. 
Now, another thing when in the realms of bottleneck that's very important is us humans, at the end of the day, we are limited via our genetic capabilities. So when you think of bottlenecks, um, this definitely falls for myself and this definitely falls for a couple people I've met. Certain individuals in this world have a lot of thoughts. They're always thinking over, 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 and over again. I definitely live like that. Like my brain's always thinking. And there has been, it's taken a lot of work to be able to focus on the primary thoughts that I want to focus on and share them in a way where even an average human, for example, could understand them accordingly. We're going to need something better in order to be able to truly maximize the capability of humans in general and also tech in general. We can't just rely on our voice. Now, in the near, well, nearest future, give or take a decade, probably more, there is going to be tech introduced to help bridge um, the human, the human output bottlenecks that we have. So. Elon Musk has been working on Neuralink, and if, according to him directly on a Joe Rogan podcast, if you install Neuralink, which would be a chip, uh, basically, I believe, implanted into the cerebral cortex on or on the skull, sorry, I, I'm not that familiar with biology in this instance, but whatever, it basically a chip in a, a chip in the skull. When you get that installed, apparently you will be able to communicate with another person who has that chip installed in their skull, and you won't even have to speak. So imagine, this is not an exaggeration, this is not sci-fi, this is not a book, this is literally where the future is headed, where you can literally be able to communicate with another person and you won't even have to say anything with the proper hardware installed. But even then, at the end of the day, we are still... I would argue that we are still limited by by the thinking process in general is try try do an exercise try thinking about as many things as fast as you can and when you're done think about how many things you thought about now regardless of how many things you thought about is irrelevant in this case because imagine a supercomputer that could have thousands or tens of thousands of thoughts and it could throw out all these possible similarities. Ultimately, what I'm trying to say is no matter how hard we try, when it comes to learning and self-improvement, we will never be better than a supercomputer. And not only that, but this is taking into consideration our current capabilities of engineering hardware right now. Imagine 30 years down the road, the kind of amazing stuff that we'll be able to do. So this is why, and I urge you, and you don't even have to, you just have to watch because this is going to play out. By the next 10 or 20 years, maybe even sooner, we're going to see dramatic changes to our culture. What I'm trying to say is especially work culture is lower level jobs that are done by humans are going to go bye-bye. And they're going to go bye-bye once it really kicks off uh, automation and AI as, as quickly as possible. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about jobs where like fast food, like burger making or taking an order, for example, like a, a burger, especially where you would, you'd have a robot and this robot through sensors and learning just over and over again, just makes the burgers perfect. You could tweak it or tune it to never make a mistake. And 
right off the bat, just by that alone, think about the number of benefits that it would have for a company. Number one, it'll never take a sick day. Number two, it'll never get a virus through a pandemic. Number three, it'll never quit. Number four, you only got to train it once. Number five, these things, these kind of robots are usually built really well. And uh, this is more of my opinion, but I don't think it would need much maintenance now, other than the occasional software update here and there. Number six, it's not going to spit on the food. And uh, it can work 24-7 if you want it to. So just think about that. It just uh, put our biases aside. Imagine you're a business owner and you're thinking, well, that sounds amazing. I never have to worry about being sued. I don't have to worry about sick days. It can work as much as I want it to. That, that, that's, a, that's a dream. It's a literal dream for a business owner. And this is just a fast food example. Imagine how much productive the world is going to be when we start introducing this at a mass level. And, and we're just getting started. So I hate to say it, but if you know anybody that works in fast food or works a minimum wage job like in my opinion you should definitely encourage them to start learning a a trade or some kind of skill that will take longer for artificial intelligence and automation to start picking up because at a certain point and this is way out down the road maybe 40 50 years we as a human, we're going to have to be able to justify our skills and traits and explain why our unique ability is better than whatever level that artificial intelligence is at that time. And there's nothing we can do about it. This is something we're going to have to be able to accept. So people who like making excuses, who don't like to take ownership and don't like mastering or perfecting they're gonna have a really really hard time and for us generations for this generation millennials it's we're probably going to be the last generation that did not have to worry about robots legitimately taking our spots and for context and to give you an idea of what i'm referring to there is a piece there's a robot right now called miso robotics that is already being pitched to companies to start working with uh, fast food. And you can feel free to look it up if you want more information. And I understand, guys, that this can be frustrating. I understand that this can be irritating, but it's just like when a partner decides that they've had enough and they have to walk away. This is something that we have to accept. We have to accept that one thing has remained constant in our evolution as humans is we always improve ourselves just like when we went from horses to the vehicle there's going to be a transitionary process but let's be real while we will be frustrated or the next generation will be pissed off long-term wise couple generations down the road they're just going to accept it as a part of life so we've got a couple of options here um we could either learn to accept that artificial intelligence and robotics mixed together is going to be a very integrated part of our future and uh, we can learn to accept that this is going to get to a level this as in uh, ai and robotics 
technology and improvement is eventually going to get to the point where it's just going to be better than us all around. Now that's way out in the future, like probably at least 100 years, but that's just the way things are going to happen and nothing is going to do to stop that in my opinion. So we could stay angry, we could stay bitter, we can stay resentful from that fact, or we can learn to work together. We can learn to accept this change. We can learn to use it for our benefits. We can learn to be productive. We can learn to work on improving it instead of running away. Because I guarantee you that those that run away, those that try fighting it in any area where it's going to be relevant is it is not going to work out, unfortunately. And uh, instead of going through those hardships, we need to learn to recognize where we're really at now, where the world really is now. And that is just uh, one of those areas of life that we have to accept. It's just like when a partner decides to walk away from you. You have to learn to accept that that's their decision and that's the reality and it is what it is. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Bye. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you liked what you heard, even if you didn't like it, let's get a discussion going. Join us on Twitter. Search for Irrationally Rational Podcast. And on Facebook, search for Irrationally Rational Podcast as well.